When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Coach Unplugged. I'm so excited you decided to join us. Before we jump in and deep dive into our subject today, I'd like to give a big shout out to our sponsor, sponsors plural uh first of all dr dish the number one shooting machine on the market it, it the customer service is i i can tell you a story of like oh geez maybe it's two or three years ago where i couldn't get I, it was, and it was an older machine it wasn't one of the newer machines but i couldn't get it and they they literally sat on the phone with me for almost an hour um trying to problem solve eventually we got it eventually we needed to get a couple pieces kind of sent but um their customer service and that with that, that for, at that point on they had a customer for life so go mention coach unplugged or, or coach collins or any of us and they'll give you four hundred dollars off for you i said it right four hundred dollars off your next purchase also go over and check out ttubes.com for coaches who want to get better um, if you're looking to become a better basketball coach you're looking to expand if you're looking for a mentor if you're looking for resources ttroops.com is the answer it's the one-stop shop for basketball coaches it's better than netflix because it comes with me <laughs> it comes with one-on-one calls it comes with um, resources and things to make you a better basketball coach it has everything that you're going to need in one spot it has the roadmap set up for you so you know to kind of kind of go tackle other things that you need in order to solve um, your basketball questions. So go over and check it out. It also helps us pay the bills. So go over and check that out. Also, I, and I said this, um, I, I said this on a, on a couple other podcasts. We'd love if you go over and check out our other podcasts, high school hoops, uh, the five minute basketball coaching podcast, the funnel down defense podcast, go over and check those out. I think you'll love those. Um, we love sharing with the world and leave a five-star review. Let's head off to the podcast. So, Coach, I'm going to have Chris. I'm going to have you introduce yourself, kind of give your summary of your basketball experience. That's usually the way I do this. So, what I say is kind of give your basketball journey, where you started, where you ended, um, you know, what you're doing now, um, and then uh, we'll go. We're going to you and I. We're going to talk about some practice planning. I think which will be really cool because people always have questions about that, and then we'll. We'll see wherever, whatever road we'll go down. The record is two hours and 48 minutes. Don't think we'll get there tonight because I'm gassed, but that is the record for my podcast. (laughs) (laughs) So we will not beat that record. That was actually about three weeks ago. So we won't beat that one, but um, we'll see. We'll we'll see how far this goes. All right, go ahead, coach. Sorry. Okay. So um, like every kid, uh, I grew up playing. I played all the sports. I I mean, literally everything. Swimming, soccer, baseball, basketball, golf, tennis, whatever. I was always a kid with a ball in my hand doing something. One of the things I specialized at is I always knew all the rules and all the strategies to all the games because I wasn't the best athlete. So if I figure if I knew all that, that would help me compete. And it did for a long time until I got to high school with basketball. Where I grew up in New Jersey, we have one of the best public high school basketball teams in the state of New Jersey for 40 years. 
I was not playing on the team. Right. It was never an option. It was never a, a thing. Um, but I always, uh, you know, always studied strategies of sports and everything. Got out of college, kind of didn't know what I wanted to do. I'd done some video production work. My uncle was friends with the athletic director of the University of Kentucky at the time, C.M. Newton, who was big in college basketball for a long time. <laughs> a very long time, yes. Yes. And so <laughs> uh, my uncle said, I'll call C.M. He'll give you an internship. That's the way my uncle was. I go, well, how's he going to give me? He said, don't worry about it. He called CM. I went out, drove out to Kentucky. He gave me an internship doing video for Kentucky basketball, helping out with the video department. That was my first job out of college, working for the University of Kentucky men's basketball program. That's a pretty good, good, that's a good like start. How, like, I was thinking about retiring after that. Like, <laughs> you know, like I was in Rupp Arena every day. Like that was my job. So I uh, worked there for a year, interning with the video department. Uh, Who was the head, head coach? The head coach was Tubby Smith. Okay. Uh, worked there for a year, then got hired as the uh, video coordinator and, and uh, advanced scouting director for the University of South Carolina basketball program with uh, Eddie Fogler was the coach at the time. Wow, okay. Worked, worked one year for Coach Fogler. He, he, uh, he retired. Then Dave Odom took over. He came over from Wake Forest uh, after coaching Tim Duncan and Randolph Childress and all those great teams in the 90s. Why, do you, why do you think he left Wake Forest? He had the best team he was ever going to have at Wake Forest. Okay. You know what I mean? Once Tim Duncan leaves, you're never going to have that team again. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. I mean, because I, I think that I consider that a parallel move. Well, it was a public school, so it had a little bit more money to okay. offer him, a public institution rather than Wake that Wake. was private. Yeah. So okay. uh, yeah. Wor worked with Coach Odom for seven years. He retired, and then I worked one year for Darren Horn, who okay. came over from Western Kentucky. Yep. And uh, then after that, I started coaching high school basketball with a friend of mine in, in Columbia, South Carolina, at Ridgeview High School for two years. Then I moved back to New Jersey, where I'm from. And I coached freshman basketball at Creskill High School for four years. One year there as the JV coach. Then I moved on to Saddlebrook High School where I was the freshman coach for four years. And then this past season, I took over as the varsity coach at Saddlebrook High School. And you're from Jersey. That's I'm why you went Jersey. home? Okay. Yeah. You're, you're, in the, you're in the heat. You're in the middle of, you're middle of the COVID central over there. Oh, absolutely. I'm, I'm five miles from New York City. Yeah, where we are. Yeah, it's crazy. It is. My nephew lives in New York. My, my brother's got a place in New York, and he's living there right now. Yeah. And he's been locked down for like five weeks. Yeah, um, I just hit six weeks today. And do you go to the grocery store? Yeah, about once a week. Okay, that's about what we do. Yeah. That's crazy. But that's really about it, you know? And then, so why did you, did you not want to stay in the college game? Did you not want to try to work that way? Or did you, how, how did it, how did it work to, First of all, at least the warmth of South Carolina, but more importantly to um, leave the college game. Because it is different. People ask me that all the time about the college game. It's, it's a grind. It's a total grind. I was lucky that for 10 years I basically – you know, I was Kentucky for one year and then South Carolina for basically nine years. So for 10 years I was pretty centrally located. Right. Then it was going to be time to start being a vagabond, which is what college athletics can be like. A friend of mine's dad got the head coaching job at the University of Wyoming, and he went there to be an assistant right as I left South Carolina. And he called me up and he said, Chris, I'm going to ask you this one time. Do you want to come to Laramie and work with us? And I said, Jeremy, I love you. I love your dad. No, I don't want to move to Wyoming. Right. 
you know, because then it's and then, and, and, and if you say that when you when you say that at the college game, you're done. Like because the way to the way to the way to move your way, you got to go every. You got to be willing to every two or three years to be willing to move. Right, and that's what I wasn't. I kind of right. you know some family things and things yep. like that. I was like, nope, that's not what I want to do. Okay. Um, do you uh, you, you do stand up? I do do stand up comedy. Yes. Did How I often? tell you that? How did you know that? Uh, I do my research. <laughs> <laughs> I used to do stand up a long time ago. 20, did you really? Oh, it was a long time. Twenty five years ago, maybe. I think you said that in one of the emails. Yeah. I did. Um, so, do you still do that? I do. And you, I, do, I, mean, I did a I show last. I did a Zoom show last Saturday night. <laughs> really? Yeah. How does that work? I just sit here and tell jokes, and there's people. There was about thirty five people with cameras on, laughing and sitting in their living rooms. And... Well, that's interesting. It was odd. I tell people, I tell, I tell people when people laugh, it's all, it's as good as like coaching when the crowd goes wild. There's a, it's mm -hmm. a drug. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my team was two and 23 this year. So the crowd never really went wild. <laughs> uh, so, so you never, you never got that feeling. No. <laughs> <laughs> but you're, you're close to the Mecca. Yes. Yes, and uh, when we were at South Carolina, we played in the NIT semifinals and finals three times. We actually won it twice. Uh, so I've been – I actually coached a high school game there. When I was coaching in South Carolina, the guy that I worked for was a coach that always thinks outside the box, and he called up, and we had to pay like $3,000 to play a scrimmage the morning before the preseason NIT that used to go on around Thanksgiving. So it was us and another team from South Carolina flew up here, stayed in hotels, and got to play on the garden floor with our high school kids. That's awesome. An amazing experience. That's awesome. Do you have HBO? Do you watch Barry? I don't even know what that is now. Oh, it's a stand-up. You haven't seen the stand-up thing on HBO? No. Oh my God, you got to watch it. It basically, yeah, you'll. I'll I'll send it to you, and it's I think okay. it's Barry. It's, I don't know, or maybe it's not Barry. That's a different one. There's a stand-up comedian that basically has a show on HBO, and it's his how he basically works his way up through stand-up. And okay, oh, it's hilarious. I'll I'll get it for you. It's not Barry. Barry's a different show, but it's on HBO. Very funny. Okay, let's talk practice plans. Why don't you share your screen with me? When when we set a practice plan, uh, like a lot of people, we always like to have some sort of thought of the day. Are you seeing this? I am. Okay, we always like to have some thought of the day. Um, and then my kids are so clueless that I have to explain who George Hallis is. Uh, you know, they don't have a clue. You know, I'll put a Vince Lombardi quote up there. They don't know who Vince Lombardi is. So, so we'll go over sort of the thought of the day and who this person was and why they said it. And then this year we decided uh, as a coaching staff that we were going to have a 45-minute period at the beginning of practice that was exactly the same every single day and so it was how never many minutes of that how many minutes a 45 minute period that was the exact same every day where we worked on uh toughness ball handling and conditioning basically okay and they were the exact same drills the exact same drills every day so we'd start off with a, the kids had a stretching routine that we showed them and during that routine we would call that's the mindset time. That's when I'd walk around, assistant coaches would walk around, kind of talk to the kids, what's been going on, you know, kind of get ready, get them in, in the mood for practice, in the, in the mode 
of uh, thinking about practice. And then they would jog a couple of laps, five laps, five to eight laps around the court. Again, just kind of get the blood flowing, get into it. And then we would do this loose ball and charge drill, which we believe was going to develop our toughness throughout the year. Okay. Can you show me, can you show me what that looks like? I can. It's actually a Shaka smart drill. Okay. It's, it's called a multiple effort. He calls it. And this is him. Is this on the full screen for it you? Is. It's perfect. Okay. So what's going to happen? He's standing here in front of this guy, Shaka smart. And this guy in the blue right here is going to play defense. He's going to help over and take a charge. Then as he takes the charge, Shaka smart's going to roll the ball toward this sideline. The player's going to pop up and go dive after that ball and save it from going out of bounds. Throw it to a teammate. He's then going to hop up. Shaka Smart's going to bounce a ball high here that's going to go out of bounds here. The player's going to sprint across, jump up, grab the ball, and throw it to a teammate. Wow. Does that okay. make sense? Yeah, it does. So this is this is, should be right queued up to where it starts. So the guy's playing defense. Yep. Smart passes it. The guy comes over, takes the charge. There's a ball rolling. He saves it, throws it to a teammate. He gets up. Smart bounces the ball that he has to save from going out of bounds. And what do you call that? We just called it our loose ball and charge drill. Shaka Smart calls it his multiple efforts drill. I love that. So you, you, what you're doing is you're working on multiple things at once. Yes. And again, it's that what we, what we like to call the toughness. It's taking a charge. Right. It's diving for a ball, but staying in bounds. You know, learning how to stay in bounds, control it, pass it to a teammate, then get up, hustle to the other side of the court. So it's all those, you know, it's all those little things that I think any coach talks about, the 50-50 balls, the getting on the floor, you know, the willingness to take a charge, all that kind of toughness that any athlete in your gym can do. And you do that every day? Every day. And there's no variation on it? No. I, we might switch sides of the floor. Okay. And then have you noticed things because you're doing it every day, like good or bad things? There's some complacency that comes with it. I think okay. that's natural when you're doing something every day. So we have to motivate them a little bit better okay. sometimes. You know, does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's always my concern with that is like, oh, mm -hmm. my God. It's like the – like I got to eat cereal every day for breakfast. Really? You know? Okay. I did I, have I, one veteran coach that I'm friends with this year goes, you really do a charge drill every day in today's society. He's like, you don't, you're not worried about someone complaining or whatever. I said, if they complain that I do a charge drill, then they complain. Like, I, no, I, I love the drill. I'm just saying, I just, I, I'm to, to keep them engaged is all. That's awesome. I love that. And it's, it teaches everything you said it does. It's perfect. I love that. And like I said, it, there, it takes no extra human effort. You don't have to be the best basketball player. You don't have to be the best shooter. You, and nothing. You can, and you can stand out. Maybe show me something. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's just effort. And I think I put in the notes that I sent you, the two things we talk about every day are attitude and effort. I talk to my sixth grade students about that too. Those are the only two things you can control when you wake up every morning. I have no control whether it's raining out or not. Right. But I have a control over how I deal with that. Right. Does it affect my attitude? There's no such thing as bad weather, only poorly dressed people. 
That's my dad's theory. Oh, I like that. <laughs> it's like there's no bad weather. Just dress properly. It's like <laughs> it's raining. Bring an umbrella. I don't bring an umbrella. What the hell? If it's cold, that's attitude. Back. Though that's attitude. Though that's right. attitude. I love that. Yeah. So we do that, and then we move to a bar. Okay, so so eight minutes. Okay. So I'm just trying to think of the eight minutes thing. I got the ten minutes stretch. Blah blah blah. Tell them about the day. Get us get us focused. But then eight minutes. So how many people are on your team? Well, we had uh, we started with twenty two. We finished with seventeen in the gym this year. Okay, so then does everybody get one rep? How does that work? Yep. You have two everybody co- gets two- one rep. Everyone gets one rep through. I don't have enough coaches to be. I would love to be able to do it on both sides. Okay, okay. I just don't have enough personnel Bodies. in the gym. Okay. You know, and I came from the college game initially, where we have this army of managers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know to do all these things and then like i'm doing everything i'm coaching freshman basketball no i well i told somebody too i told somebody too that when you're when you're the lower you are the more you should coach from the center of the court yes right? because you got to see everything i can i i've got enough assistance that i don't even always have to do that i can even move to the end line sometimes and move see yeah. other angles but when you're when you've got 22 freshmen and you're trying to run practice you better coach from the center of the damn court because you got to see everything at all times like you gotta be your head's gotta be on a swivel absolutely yeah Yeah. and we say that the lower you go down the more you should actually get paid yes yeah it is it is paid yeah you're right it is true (laughs) i think uh cutting my teeth in freshman basketball is definitely valuable oh i think you should coach it every i tell people ask about you want to be a coach and i say you know what you need to do you need to go coach it doesn't matter what you're coaching just go coach um, you know, you're going to learn something. If you're coaching your sixth graders in basketball, you would learn just as much as I learned probably in a year. Absolutely. You know, because <laughs> there would be no downtime. Downtime kills there, practices. Yeah. <laughs> Can't have any downtime with sixth graders. Okay, yeah, so I, then, I have, I, I have two assistant coaches, a JV coach. Then we have a, a freshman coach. We didn't have a freshman team this year, so he was in the gym with me this year. I'm hoping next year a buddy of mine is going to volunteer with us. That'd be nice. Get another yeah. set of eyes in the gym. It's always good. I always tell coaches, find as many bodies as you can. Mm-hmm. They trust and they can come. Yes. The biggest thing, and we'll talk about it a little bit later in one of the practice plans, is when, when you want to focus on offense, you know, this was the problem with the freshman coach. I'd be like, all right, we want to run through our offenses here. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours, like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. But I would start with that intention, and 30 seconds into it, I'd see us playing terrible defense. Right. And then right. you're talking about the defense, and, you know, you just can't watch both of them at the same time. You can, but you have to try to focus on one. Yeah, there's oftentimes I'll tell a coach, you're, you're, I'm, I'm dealing with defense. You worry, worry yep. about the offense, you know, because you, you, you got to do that. And that's the pluses of moving up is that you can, have, you can, you can be more finite in, in what you're looking at for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. absolutely okay cone drill cone drill i'm gonna go to my other camera here this is a ball handling drill okay it's sort of adjusted from other people but i kind of made it my own 
So what we do is we set up uh, cones, one, two, three, four, five, six spots, and then on the other side, same thing, six spots. Okay. So I'll have a line down here and a line down here. Each kid will have a ball. Okay. Every, start, everybody's got a ball. Everybody's got a ball. Okay. They're going to start by dribbling with their left hand. And this is always important, and I always have to harp on this. They're going to take two hard, quick dribbles between these two cones. And then they're going to make a crossover, left hand to right hand, keeping the ball low. Then they're going to take two hard dribbles with their right hand and cross over right to left. So we're going left hand, cross over left to right, go here, cross over right to left. And now we're attacking this cone as if it's a defender. Okay. So they're going to, they're going to have the ball in their left hand. They're going to attack hard here, cross over and take a jump shot on one side. The other side's doing the exact same thing. And on this side, they're going to take a layup. Okay. Okay. Yep. So we go through that twice. And it, you're talking 12 foot jumper. Are you talking three point jumper? No, inside of three, inside of three. And inside of three. Okay. Maybe later in the year with a couple of my three point shooters, I'll let them pull up from three, but for the most part, right. It's just a, a step in jumper. And then here's a right-handed layup using okay. the glass. If they miss the layup, push-ups, 10 push-ups. Okay. Okay. Yep. The first one is a crossover. So they go through it twice. So they're going to go once on this side, once on this side, second time on this side, second time on this side. It's two times, two reps yep. for everything. The second one, we're going between the legs at each cone. Okay, between the legs, between the legs. Third time, we're going around the back. Again, the important thing I always harp on them is it's two dribbles, then the move. Okay. Two hard dribbles, learn to dribble in compact spaces. Yep. And so how, how, do they cheat? how do they cheat on this? How do they cheat on it? Is they don't take two – they take one dribble and then the second dribble is the move. Okay. Because I'm always yeah. looking for how people cheat on their drills. Absolutely. So, so yeah. You, you, <laughs> so you, you have to harp on them to do the two dribbles. Yes. Okay. Right. The lazy kids who dribble high or aren't going to stay <laughs> compact right, they're going to take one dribble do the move. Okay. So it's crossovers then between the legs, then behind the back. Then the fourth one gets a little confusing. We have to slow down and, and show the kids. They're going to do a spin move at the first cone. Then they're going to do a crossover because you don't want them to spin, 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 spin. Then the kid's going to get dizzy and fall over. Right. <laughs> so it's spin, <laughs> spin, cross, spin, cross, and then here it'll be spin into the move okay okay yep and then the last one they do each move crossover between the legs around the back spin move and then here they do whichever move they want just one move to create a move yes okay yeah so they're working on all the moves you're going to do with a dribble they're getting a ton of ball handling and how long does this take? If we do it right, it doesn't take any longer than 10 minutes. Okay. The first couple times, you know, with new kids in the gym, you got to explain it, break it down. But if it's done right, and it's great conditioning, because if you think about it, I, I can't count. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. 
they're basically making 20 trips up and down the court. So they're conditioning, they're working on their ball handling, they're shooting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're doing just about everything but passing, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah. and they're yeah. working on all the different moves. And I say, listen, if you have trouble going around the back, this is the time to practice it. Right. Right? <laughs> right. Screw up now. Who cares if you mess up now? Right, this turnover that. doesn't count in this drill. And what do you – so let's say a kid messes up on that third cone. Do you make them go back to the first cone or do you make them start where they were? They usually start where they were. Okay. Usually just start where they And do you have any backlog issues? Like There can be. If kids go in the right order, you don't have backlog issues. Okay. That's one of my other ones, and I've done a drill like this. I end up with backlog. And so, like, I almost got to say, you can't even – the next guy can't even start until he gets the half court kind of thing. I say third cone. Third cone. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. And, right, if you don't want to say – Listen, Billy goes first in this drill, but you hope that the hierarchy starts to work itself out. You hope. Right? <laughs> he doesn't always do that. All right, let's go back to the practice plan, Coach. I love okay. that. I'm a, and you call that what? Where is that? Uh, I just call it the cone drill. Cone drill. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> don't be over creative, people. I'm yeah. telling you. You don't need to on your drills. I agree. But it should have a name just so kids know. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's my feeling. Okay. So if I perfect. say cone drill, they know, boom, we got to get the balls. But again, this beginning of practice becomes so second nature that they know what we're moving to next. So it, yes, there can be complacency issues, but it's also, they know exactly what's coming next. So they're moving into the next drill right when we're done. I love that. Okay. So two things. First of all, I need you to put, put yourself back in the corner so I can see you. Cause I'd rather really see you. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no worries. And then how do you transition from, how do you transition from drill to drill? Like the first 45 minutes, it's pretty fast is my guess. Mm -hmm. um, is and it there wound up being quicker than 45 minutes as the season, as the season goes on. Okay. Um, what about later? What about the rest of the practice? Is that a, how do you transition? Poorly. <laughs> Do you have a magic elixir to that? Um, I don't. I don't. Um, uh, I do a lot of my teaching early. Um, mm -hmm. So I think that does help with transition. Um, I also time them on their transition for drills. Okay. Um, well, I like and, that. And I also have my assistant coaches getting the next drill ready. I did a good job of that. Of my yep. So they're already talking to kids. They're getting pennies on. They're saying, hey, we're going and doing five by four next or whatever we're doing right So, and we and we use the clock i use the clock all the time like eight minutes eight minutes on the clock so they know when it's getting down to seven we're going to be transitioning soon um mm -hmm. i uh i like to get in and out as fast as i can and as precise as i can so that's my argument to them if we do this right you're gonna you know you can get out of here sooner um yes go, you know go see your chicky lala and snuggle in the parking lot you know <clears throat> Um, so, okay, perfect. All right, let's go back to that. Where's the, okay. So cone drill. Yep. Yep. So we're at full court closeouts. This is again, something you do every day. Every day. Okay. Working on closing out and again, conditioning all these drills, you know, the loose ball charge drill is not great conditioning, but right. this cone drill and the full court closeouts. And then we're going to run next. I mean, it is conditioning, 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 conditioning. Okay, so full court closeout, what's that? 
All right, I'm going to go back to the board here. Okay. Uh, so again, here we're going to start with two lines, a line here and a line here, and there's going to be a cone, and then we did a poly spot, and then a cone and a poly, and a cone and a poly, and a cone, and then this would be their end spot. And so for the for the people that are listening to this, if you don't have cones, you can use chairs. If you don't have the dots, you can use um, painter's tape. Painter's tape yes. is a cheap way of doing it. You can use helpline. You can use pack. Uh, painter's tape is the best thing for a court because it won't mess up the court. Mm -hmm. um, and it, it comes up real fast. All right, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, get creative. Garbage cans. You can put garbage, garbage cans. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Whatever. The, yeah. The, whatever. the kids you don't like, put them at the elbow. Who's <laughs> <laughs> not going to play. Yeah, go. doesn't have to worry about closing hey, out. Hey, John, go stand at the elbow. You're, ne you're, the, you're never playing. <laughs> so true. <laughs> So we're closing out to a cone. Okay. Okay. We're sprinting, breaking down, chopping our feet. Yep. Keeping our butt low. We're getting both hands high. And we do we do a, a pull two hands together high. As high as oh, you, you do that. Yes. Okay. And what so, so I'm gonna pause for a second. I want to hear your theory on that. So um, cause I've, I'm a stats teacher. Uh, so why don't you close out with the hand that's closest to the shooter? So a right-handed shooter, I should close cause the math says if you close out with the left hand versus the right hand, mm -hmm. your the percentages drop. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So, so, so think about it. So if I'm sitting here shooting, mm -hmm. right. And I go up with the shot. If you close out with your left hand, your left hand is the percentages drop almost 10% that if I close out with the opposite hand. Okay. Um, Our but, thought process behind it is we're not only closing out for the shot, we're closing out for the pass. Ah, uh, okay. Okay. I don't so know if your guys have, but my, I get more passes whipped over my guys' heads. Really? Okay. Okay. That's interesting. Now, do you think that double hand closeout, you're more vulnerable for off the dribble? A little bit, yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. I will. Yes, but uh, okay. I, you know, philosophically, you're giving up one. The well, oh, that's cost benefit. Trust me, you got to read yeah. your teams. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get that. Okay. My 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 biggest my biggest pet peeve is you better close out, or you or, right, or just walk over here because you're sitting your butt down, man. You ain't playing if you don't close out. Right. The kids that run out and stare at a kid. Well, that doesn't do anything. Right. And the little pokey thing at the belly button. I go. What are you doing? You think they're a balloon? What the hell? That that, that ain't gonna a shooter ain't even gonna notice you hit him in the stomach. No. It's like I hate that. I know. It's like my best athlete shooter, you hit me in the stomach, I'm laughing at you because the ball's going through the basket. My best athlete this year closed out like this. It was one hand would kind of reach out. And I'm like, can you just put both of your athletic long hands up in the air? Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, go let's go back. So you do the cone and then what what are the dots for then? Okay, so we're closing out to the cone, high hands. Okay. Then we're dropping down and we're sliding to the poly. Okay. Defensive slide to the poly. And the reason I have the poly spot out there, to answer your question, so they don't cheat the drill. Uh, so okay. they have to go around the poly and then sprint and close out to the next cone. So it's basically close out, slide, close right. out. Slide, slide, go around the poly, close out. Slide, go around the poly, close that. out, slide. 
and we're going on the other side too. And are you going at the same time? Yep. Okay. So you don't have to do this very long then. We usually go up and down four times. Okay. And has this helped? I hope so. Um, I think so. Okay. I think so. Again, it was. <laughs> I love that. I hope so. I think so. <laughs> you should, you should work in the White House. Um, yeah, right, yeah, exactly. Very good. Very good political answer. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> uh, I hope so. I think so. Hey, just drink some Lysol. Um, yeah. <laughs> sorry, uh, this is not a political show. I'm sorry. It's just no, it, no, no. It's fine. It's, it's funny. my like like I do that in class. You should see it sometimes. They go. Mr. Collins, you should do your stand-up. I go, I start doing my stand-up. Half of you are going to start crying, so stop it. I, I don't. First of all, my kids don't even know I do stand-up, and my jokes would not play well in the school. I go, I go, I, they go, well, what do you do when someone heckles you? I go, I never go after the heckler. I go after the who they're with. Like, yeah, absolutely. You know, because I'm going to make fun of the girlfriend because then yep. he's going to shut his ass up. Because <laughs> he's too drunk to know any better, but he knows if I come after her, he's done. Like, <laughs> they go, what do you mean? I go, don't start. Like, it's pretty funny. Anyway. Um, all right, yeah, so I, I, think, I think it was something we really wanted to work on this year was closing out, getting our hands up, not having as many. No, the only reason I asked the question is, is like, I think it's a great drill. And I think it, I mean, I, I wouldn't, I, I, that's like a minute drill for me. I think I would just boom, boom, done. I just mm -hmm. wondering what the, what the, um, what the, what the cross how that correlates to what you see in a game for your guy right. i don't know i mean i know where our closeouts come i know that we get burned off the dribble on our closeout so we work on closeout and then helping on the drive and stuff i think it's great mm -hmm. for footwork um that's why i asked i just didn't know how long you did that for but um again it's even going up and down four times it's pretty quick yeah it's, it's pretty not I, a bet, long. I bet you don't spend four minutes the second week you do that i bet they get boom 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 done yep yeah okay and again conditioning boom it's quick but they're they're moving they're sliding are they saying uh, you know, are they talking uh we yell we do yell shot on the shot okay and then and the, and the sliding is a good time for my assistant coaches to look to see which kids are really getting down in the stance so that when we go do some defensive work Mm -hmm. We kind of know what kids we need to really work on to get down in the stance. Yeah, you're slow as molasses in January. You better get yeah. your ass in them. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. All right. Five, five 17s on two. Yes. Okay. So the 17 across. Do you guys do that? Seven. You were talking wind sprints. Yeah. Okay. But what do you do? Go back to this. So you go. So. The kids are lined up on this yep. baseline, right? One, yep. two, three, yep. four, five, 17 six. times. Yep, 17 times. We do it on an interval of two minutes, five of them. So it's a 10-minute drill. So what happens is we do it in two groups. We have one group on one side, one group on the other. Hey, everybody. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you love it and you want to support us, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. 14-day free trial as we talk. Subscribe, like. Jump up and down. Do whatever you got to do. Those Apple podcasts mean a lot to us. I read every one of them. Have a great day. Sports Social Podcast Network.